And we are back with another episode of How About Them Celtics. Sam and I are here recording on Saturday, January 20th. We are here after the Celtics lost to the Denver Nuggets, which we did recap uh, in our video this morning. So if you wanted to hear our full thoughts on that game, make sure to check that out. It's on the channel right now. Uh, But for the first time in what feels like a long time, we're doing a full pod without a game recap embedded into it. I feel like it's been like a couple weeks until the schedule has aligned that way. Um, But we're here with no game to talk about. And so nothing, you know, there will be no... Yeah, there will be no future Jacks. There will be no no future Sams. There will be no us um, throwing it over to each other. It's just you get us in one stream of consciousness here today talking about the Celtics. Speaking of uh, stream of consci- consciousness and maybe a lack thereof, what the hell was Kendrick Perkins saying on the air last night? This man has has made more money off of speaking gibberish. And first of all, first and foremost, I like Perk. Perk seems fine, right? Like, he seems like a very, like, genuine person. He seems like a cool guy. This might have been the most obscene thing I've ever heard, like, be aired on television for a guy who gets paid to speak on television. This was obscene. This is really mean for no reason. Yeah. yeah. Can you can you read the quote? You know, yes. no, do, do me one better, Sam. Read me the quote, then explain to me what it means. <laughs> so, Kendrick Perkins was on ESPN's, uh, I don't know what they call it, but they're, like, in between game is. show their worst version of inside the NBA. And he said, if you take his brain out and put it in a bird, the bird is going to start flying backwards. Uh, uh, well, Joe Mazzola <laughs> walks forwards. I also don't think yesterday was particularly a bad Joe game. People in the comments no. can tell me. I mean, I didn't love that they he didn't call a timeout when Tatum went one on four, but... Aside from that, like, I really am not going to be like sitting here like, oh, yeah, I thought Missoula was terrible yesterday and Celtics lost because of him. Can you really point out a ton of things that went wrong on his accord? Can you pin the late game struggles on him? No, I don't think so. Maybe you could be like, also, tell them to do something different, but we're going to I don't know. We're going to watch the late game offense against the Nuggets late later. Spoiler alert. But for what it's worth, I don't necessarily think they got bad shots and and maybe i'll look stupid in about 20 minutes but like i think they got good looks they just missed them all i, I wrote about it for celtics blog and the clips aren't up so ratlist nba.com and national tv whatever save but, it you said uh, you forgot I was, all your ratlist and you're no, no that's that's that. not one of them i have plenty that's not one um <clears throat> i remembered my one that i forgot but um you threw me off. Stop. You got to stop interrupting me when the I'm clips. talking. Again. I'm losing. NBA.com didn't have the clips for you. Yes. In oh, your article. I the shot. Uh, <laughs> you also talk through while you're listening. This shot profile in the last five minutes, they took 10 shots made two, and of the eight misses, forward threes, forward twos. All the threes were standstill jump shots. They weren't like pull up step backs like they were catch and shoot and all four twos were Tatum driving and or taking mid-range including the one at the end of the game so like the shot profile at least on paper again we're gonna watch it was like normal what you want they just didn't make them and so that's all you can blame the coach for realistically he can't make the shots for the players he can't be out there and choose what to do even what you're saying like I understand the idea of maybe call a timeout timeout when Tatum's going one on four or whatever it is but like he like he said after game like your best player has the ball with a chance to make a play. Like you usually live with that. And I, I mean, on the replay probably would have been best for Tatum to pull it out. But at the same time of maybe Missoula should have come time out. Maybe Tatum should have had the wherewithal to just pull it out and not go through three people. So like, I, I don't get why Perk decided to go out Missoula after this game out of anybody. 
Um, there's plenty of criticisms you could throw at the Celtics in this game, but saying some odd, non like English like insult at this guy doesn't make any sense to me. That's uh, it, it's ridiculous. Perk was borderline at the like line where we're like maybe he shouldn't have a Celtics card anymore. <laughs> he he Get trashes me. these guys any chance he gets, and I know. It's part of being national media where you have to get clicks. You have to get attention on whatever you're doing. But there's a difference. And one good way to do that is by targeting a fan base like the Celtics, who are a very passionate group of people, a very vociferous group of people. So you're going to get clicks. You're going to get interaction if you say something bad about them. But it's kind of weird to do that if you won a championship there and largely like enjoyed being part of the organization. You got drafted there. You grew up as an adult there. There's a lot of things that Perk has gone through with the Celtics. They did trade him, so I guess if he has that weird chip Listen, on his though, shoulder. There's a difference sure. between wanting clicks and only going for clicks. All Perk like Perk has no backing here. Like like and don't get me wrong, he's an NBA player. Of course he has some knowledge, but he doesn't use it. He only says he's stuff for coach. clicks. That's all he does on on uh on air, right? He does like there is no analysis it is all i am going to say something to try to get clicks and fair enough that's the job but like it sucks it sucks that that is the job because there are other people out there there are other people like that would be in that position that could give valuable insight but unfortunately that's just not what people care about that's not what clicks are about that's not how money gets made and so perk is just allowed to say whatever the hell he wants because that's what people will click on and it's it's frustrating i also think like if you're now this is just from a green colored glasses me perspective but like, if you're a former Celtic, right, and you have a place in the media, if you're, like, a super homer, you can literally do the same thing with other fan bases and get them mad. Um, like, Paul Pierce did it, and, like, people started to hate him. But he also, like, had bad takes. This is just another <laughs> case of, like, I don't really think everybody that stepped on a basketball court should have a microphone. They just shouldn't. I think Perk's entertaining. Like, this quote is entertaining. That's why we brought it up. It's really out of left field and kind of weird, but it is, like, kind of funny. It mm-hmm. makes no sense to the point where it is funny, but – it it makes no sense in a sense where I didn't think Joe was bad. Like this no. is not a Joe game. This is and if if you want to go back to the the clips of the late game stuff, which we're gonna do, we haven't watched them yet. But I think one of the things we may land on as a conclusion, maybe the movement wasn't there to get to these shots that should have necessarily been there and would have been there in a regular situation. Maybe that's where it went wrong. But it, it's just tough to like really not get upset. When, like, the last, like, four and a half minutes, you score four points or whatever. Like, it's just a crazy cold stretch, and it's annoying and frustrating when you're actually getting Denver to miss when Murray and Jokic were unconscious forever, and you just can't capitalize. It's brutal. So, of course, the fans are going to be upset, but Perk blaming this on Missoula is just outrageous. I'm sorry. Yeah. One more. He gets one more. And then... Per I don't even HBTC, think he deserves one more. I like per he's BTC Celtics card revoked. Gets booed on the he... jumbotron. Yeah, I don't know if he even gets one more. Man, he has been so like they need to trade Brown, they need to do this, they stink. They he, like yep. He was a big a break up the Jays guy. He slammed Tatum multiple times, which isn't the worst thing you can do. Sometimes it deserved, but uh, like he's just said outrageous things about the Celtics that just don't make sense. Or it's like I... act like you played here. Yeah, I don't get it. And you don't have to be like completely biased, but like he's taking it in the point of like the opposite. Like he's not completely biased. He's complete, like wholeheartedly unbiased to the point where there's not a kind thing that he says about the team, Um, which is just like, 
don't know. It, it's weird. I it's just, off brand was, for guys that played here. It's weird. <laughs> that quote was whack. I, I didn't enjoy it, but anyways. Yeah, you uh, can like you can hold them accountable. That's not what we're saying. We're not yeah. saying it should be a circle jerk anytime he opens his mouth, but like or if like you're this, gonna have weird. a take that Missoula sucked, at least be coherent, maybe. Thoughts? Anybody thinks like what do we yeah. think? Anyways. Uh Next Celtics thing. Victor Oladipo was at the Celtics game last night. Now, before all of you trade hungry, buy out happy guys, get excited. He is hurt right now. He has not played in the game this season. He's on the Rockets after getting flipped around by the Heat and the Thunder, I believe, this summer. Um, <clears throat> he is currently on the Rockets. He is out while recovering from a left patellar tendon repair. Um, I don't know. I can Google now. Victor Oladipo injury return. Don't know when he could be back. Uh, he's out indefinitely right now. It, it he's most likely well this on CBS with the Rockets haven't offered any indication that Oladipo has resumed practicing he's most likely a week or more away from being ready to make his debut so maybe it sounds like he could potentially be back he is I will say he is probably a player who um the Rockets would play if he gets healthy um yeah, but it, it, yeah but it does seem like he'll be out for probably the majority of the season that said if he is a buyout guy, the Celtics could technically get him because he's not making too much money. Like I'm not saying they could get him in the sense of they might want to. I'm saying it in the in the very literal sense of it would they would legally be able to sign him if he was bought out by the team. So far, like this season, Victor Oladipo makes nine point four five million, which is below the MLE, which means the Celtics would be able to uh, sign him if he did get bought out. But he was sitting courtside. Jason Tatum fell on him when he went to save the ball out of bounds. Um, he's Probably sent him back two weeks. Yeah, right. Super cool red pants. But uh yeah, this is I mean, there's not much to it. But yeah, Victor Oladipo was in Boston. That's that's all we got. Well, I don't even know if Victor Oladipo would necessarily be the guy that fits the the bill no. of what they're trying to bring in. Like he's no. what, six five, six four. He six three back in his day was a good defender, but he's coming off a major knee injury, which I believe came off after another major knee injury or leg injury. <laughs> so it's safe to imagine he won't be exactly the clamps god that he used to be that time in the playoffs when he tweeted the lockout when he played good at the garden one time uh he's not going to be that guy so pump the brakes right now he's just a name and probably isn't going to be a realistic target anyway but he was there and it's always kind of a story when an nba player is courtsided in another nba game it's kind of strange i will say realistically it was probably just a matter of look at the two best teams or two of the best teams in the league are yeah. playing. Let's go watch basketball. He's and like, here, this is real hoops. Yeah, here he is hanging out, having a good time. And his best friend is to his right. Yeah, I, just, I don't know. Uh, Guy with the glasses. Oh, <laughs> I, I was lost. Yeah, I mean, Oladipo's there. Good, good for him. Right. That, that's that's effectively all it, all it is for you. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, yeah. Unlike right. some of the players down the stretch. There we go. There it is. We mentioned we were going to watch uh, the late game execution. That is what we're doing now. Like I said, ratlistmba.com for not having the clips because it's a national TV game. But shout out uh, Nate on Twitter. Is that is that who it is, right? Uh, yeah. Or Sorry, this one. That's the wrong tab. Uh, Nate, pull up shoot on Twitter. He he broke down some of the late game stuff, uh, late game shots. And we're going to watch and we can say good shot, bad shot, etc. This is the last five minutes of the game. The Celtics shot two for ten in that time. Uh, like I said, of the eight misses, four were threes and four were Jason Tatum, either drives or pull-ups in the mid-range. So all let's right. take a look. I'm going to try to mute all the clips, but you're going to hear them because I can't mute them before I play them. First shot, this was one of their two makes. It came right after the five-minute mark. Good attack. 
also yep. at the time didn't matter. This has to be a call. Like objectively, he is in the restricted area. There is a foot in the restricted area. If you don't jump when you're in there, it is an automatic foul if you make contact. So this is like by definition a foul. Um didn't matter, but it, it had like it's solid play. Ball, took advantage of a side a, a size yeah. mismatch. Brown bully balled and scored and very well could have been an and one. Like you mentioned, I know they went to timeout right after that. And yeah, there was some complaining that happened. Fair enough. But overall, good look. Way to play out of the post. I think post is power rankings. Number one thing I like to see late in games, just because there's so many different things you can do with it in terms of drawing attention and making the right play from there. So good call. Yes. All right. Next one. Um, next possession, Horford changes the angle of his screen and it throws Jokic coverage off. Tatum gets a huge runaway, but misses the dunk. Uh, again, shout out to Nate for these clips. This made we me put my you. head in my hands. I remember this. Let's take a look. It was easy. Ugh, the sound pissed me off I play goes. Can you mute the tab? Uh, yes. Good call. Thank you. Uh, actually, I, I don't think it mutes it for you. I think it just mutes it for me, so it doesn't matter. Can you not um, share tab audio to StreamYard? Yes, I can. Okay, hold. Let's fix this issue. We're quick. holding. But this is one of the most remarkable sequences of the game because like the description of the video said, Tatum got an excellent look at a dunk and just missed it. Kind of bad. Tough, kind man. Of, like really sad, piss poor performance <clears throat> mm-hmm. from your star down the stretch. But these are the type of attempts I would like to see him take more of. But I think Aaron Gordon, Gordon get a piece a of it. Job. I don't That's know what I was going to say or not. Can I slow it down? Yes, you can. No, I don't think something. I think he the defense, yeah, close. the defense definitely adjusted his dunk attempt, or he was trying to avoid Gordon. I credit the Nuggets. Like it sucks. Tatum should have made the shot. Yes, but like uh, the, the Nuggets, I could have just been a layup. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I guess I don't know. Uh, Nuggets did a good job of altering his his play. It was uh, could have just the right to the opposite side of the room. Tatum, Tatum said after the game, he said, I missed some bunnies down the stretch. That's on me. And so, like, yeah, he just missed some easy shots. It, it sucks. It happens, but it sucks. Um, yeah, good play. The decision-making, though, That's is the important shot. part of this yeah, whole exactly. segment. Yeah, so not a bad shot. Two not bad shots to start it, which is the important part. Um, <clears throat> next one, Nate says, back to the Tatum-Horford pick and pop. They generate a wide-open Horford three. Like I said, all the threes were jump shots, not pull-ups in the last uh, five minutes, which is good. Run it, pick and pop. Open. That is like that is the definition of the shot you should want to get in the last X amount of minutes of the game. Like that, Fine that is shot. exactly what you want. Good shot. Good job. The NFL season is wrapping up, and there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets, guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. Now, the app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays, find bets in the new Explore tab, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays, and more. So visit FanDuel.com Boston and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Celtics use this action consistently, and it can free up D-White for three, but Denver defends it well. However, Boston gets to switch them on for Tatum. He's long on the jumper. Okay, let's take a look. Thank you again to Nate. Yep, Derek White usually pops out. They had they get it. Tatum on Murray though. That's not I bad. mean that's an open mid range. That was a crazy he, miss. Like that was an insanely off. It almost looked look. like he was going for the uh the bank shot the for some reason. Yeah, but bad, yeah, it was just a bad shot. Okay, <laughs> can we restart this clip? 
just yeah, played I thought you meant the segment. I'm like, what? No, 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 no. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't want you to yeah. think that. So I love that they go to this mismatch at the free throw line. This is something <clears> I've <throat> asked for for a long time. Like, please just go to the nail. It makes defenses have to work. Right here, he's already got the defense worrying. The reason I wanted you to replay that, he needs to stop falling down. This is bad. Oh, this yeah. is bad for the game. <laughs> the league as a whole needs to stop doing this, but he didn't need to fall. This is bad. This no. is shameful and basketball. And also I'm didn't sure need the to fall. Not ball. convinced he needed to fall here either. I understand this one more, but like. I think it's there, tough to balance when you're. There was a lot of falling in the last couple of minutes. Regardless, though, the point of this is, did they get good shots? All four of these shots have been good shots. Like these have all have been makeable. Like the, as much as Murray is there and he does fall, like at the end of the day, ready? That's an open jumper. This is an it is open, open jumper for Jason Tatum. So I will say this, and this is a very much a nitpick. If there he still, should drive, I disagree with you. I'm not saying he should drive. Okay. I'm saying there is still nine seconds on the shot clock. He could be a bit more patient and see if he can get any of these help defenders to commit off the corner. Overall, I, guess, I don't hate this look. But... I'm not crapping on it. But if you really want to nitpick, which we should do at least a little bit, that would be the I, only thing I would say. It is hard. I agree with you, and I know the professionals. I will also say I, I think it's also difficult to nitpick too much in these late game. Everything's moving like you got to make sure. quick decisions or defense. So I, I'll get it. I'm, I'm okay with the shot. I'm fine with the shot. It is what it is. I, you live with that for Jason. That was Tatum a fine arms. shot for the record. <clears throat> yep. I stand by it. I like the, this is again, shout out Nate. I like the initial idea from Boston here, but Denver navigates it well and Jalen has to reset. JB takes MPJ off the dribble and gets to the line. Um, Let's see here. This was when the sweat started to pour. Yep. Also, the Celtics allow one more point from this point on. Yes. JB gets MPJ, kick it back out. Denver did play really good defense the last few minutes of the game, I'll say. Credit to them. MPJ is a little bit of a cone. A lot that of people thought this, a lot of people in the arena thought this should have been a goaltend. I thought it was at the time. I, I want to watch it again quick. And then he um, missed both the free throws. Yeah. So it didn't matter, but yes, he did. Let's see. Was this a goaltend? I thought it was two. at the time. Nah, no. it's a block. He got it. Good call. Derek <clears> okay. White. He was ready. He was ready oh. for the, the goaltend to count. <clears throat> However, good attack. You got to the free throw line, no complaints. You should, I mean, outside of the, you got to make them, but like in terms of the th- offensive process, it's good, right? Yeah, fine here. I, I thought he did a good job. MPJ is not known for his defense, mm-hmm. and taking advantage of that mismatch is something they did a couple times down the stretch, and it was good. Mm-hmm. All right, next one Porzingis offensive rebound after a missed free throw. Jalen and Derek launch a pair of threes that don't go down. Either one of these go down, that's momentum swings back your way. I thought these were two good threes and just missed them both. Obviously, That's like Jalen missed the free throws. Um, Porzingis gets the rebound. Respect for the hustle. Fine three. Fine look. Got it. Another hustle play. Good for, for Drew. Another Steps fine look at the top of the key. Look. Just Weird two, like two open threes, man. What are you going to do? Two open threes. That's fine. Uh, I, was, I was annoyed because uh, <clears throat> at the time, I was like, they got to be for real and score some points but i mean open threes though in a vacuum they're fine 
in a vacuum, in any vacuum, those are open threes. You take the open threes. It just sucks they didn't go in, man. Uh, next well, one, the is jail just, one is there's a little bit of read the room. You're one of nine or what? Like one of a you billion can't, from three. You can't think like that, though. If you have an open three and you're an NBA player who makes threes, you take the open three. Like, that's just how, like, if Jason, if they, they stop taking threes, like, you can't just not shoot it. <laughs> like, Can you pull open, it up you again? I want to see if there's an option there. The option being don't just stand there like an idiot because you don't want to shoot it. Let's see. Not really. There's not really a lane for him to drive. What are you going to do? It's an open three. I also, like I said, though, last night, he was slow uh, on his there threes. There was pass, mm-hmm. who was also one of eight. But, uh, you know. You caught in rhythm. No, nah, it's an open three. I stand it. He's, he got an open three. He caught the ball. He shot it in rhythm. He just missed the shot. It, it's fine. It's a fine shot. I'm just looking at what, what they could maybe <laughs> learn or or. What this is also the same. I, I understand that thought process too, but this is also the you shouldn't watch replays for technical fouls in slow motion because there's a di- like you can see a lot more when you slow it down and rewatch it a million times versus in the moment. Like, yeah, an open three. So, uh, this is the and the Derek White cool one was fine too. Um, the only the second basket they got in the last five minutes, it's, they're only this in is the, the last Celtics' last points of the game. Yes, and it was good drive by Tatum. Yes, drive man. got there. No, not enough help. Big boy Obviously, dunk. Super cool dunk. Good for them. Um, Tatum broke off the action to bring MG, MPJ to the play, but then he attacks right where D. White is relocating. A bit cramped, but still a decent look that we've seen Derek White make. Probably two free th- uh, a free two points to take the lead uh, if the foul on KP isn't called. This is also the KP uh, over the back call, which uh, let's see. is a bit iffy. Um, this was a nice action, though. A nice play to get D. White a shot in the corner, I thought. Uh, like Nate said, a little cramped, but it was still a uh, Derek White specifically called for the D White pick and roll. And we've seen Derek White make Good that about a million times. And Good then luck. here is fair whistle. Here is the contentious Kristaps over the back call. This is my reasoning why I thought it was borderline. Yes, he pushes him in the back, right? Yeah, over the back means you reach over and grab the ball. Like, Kristaps has a right to get this rebound, right? He like he should have just jumped. If he had jumped straight straight up, no, he jumps into Porzingis, which is why it's a foul and it's a fair call. But you know what I'm saying, right? Like, it's not like it's a super pull sick poster and and one though. Yeah, because like when he catches it, it's like oh shit, he might dunk this. Yeah, if you freeze frame it. Yeah. He also missed. The oh, he missed the shot anyway. <laughs> Not that he was actually trying at that point, but um, yeah, tough, tough, uh, tough call and tough that. And then obviously the we all saw the KCP shot. But like I said when I said it at the start of the show, they got all good shots. Like they got, they just missed them. They got they're all. I, that's why I don't think it was fair to blame Joe Mazzula. They just missed a bunch of open shots. What are you gonna do, right? Like there also sucks. wasn't like a ton of settling. Like yeah, exactly. I was I was concerned going into this. Like, oh, like, yes, they got good shots. But, like, even when I was like, well, they could have did this, this, and this, it was very, very niche. It wasn't like, oh, they could have made, like, a couple extra passes. It was not one and done Mm -hmm. type stuff. And overall, it was more, wow, I can't believe these guys miss shots that they usually make, which is just as frustrating in a situation like yesterday when you literally needed one bucket to take control of the game and you couldn't get it. But from an X's and O's standpoint, what are you going to do? It's tough. It's not, which is why I thought it was lame as hell for uh, Kendrick Perkins to blame Joe Missoula. It's whack. <laughs> I just think that's super lame. But Kendrick anyways. Perkins, known lame guy. It's pretty lame to me. 
All right, let's uh, go on over the email. Let us know what y'all thought of those that late game execution. And of course, as is the case now with the email section, let's start by giving away some popcorn. Let's give away some in pop Nito. Um, I've got the background. You got the giveaway. Make sure to comment what's popping on the podcast uh, YouTube if you'd like a chance to win some in pop Nito popcorn in the future. However, for this time, let's spin the wheel and see who's winning some popcorn today. We had a lot of entries. Fair amount. Yes, sir. About time. About, damn About time. time. This is Ryan Hall. Uh, of Congratulations, Ryan. Pre-game show legend. Email legend. You know what to do. Email us at hbtcpod at gmail.com with your name and phone number, and we'll get you some popcorn uh, gift card. And if you've already, popcorn, you know. we're going to ban you. There, there was some discussion specifically about Ryan before the the show. We were like, "Did he win already?" I don't think he's won yet. I don't think UFC has sure. won, and that's the entry I always put on. So, uh, congrats. There you go. But like congrats I said, congrats for getting banned. One of the two. Let's check the email. First one we got. Andrew Lodge says, "What's popping?" Hey guys, hey. not much to say about today's game versus the Spurs. It went how it should have. I think one B will be generational player at least. He's uh, inc- this is after the Spurs game. I read Nuggets or I thought Nuggets in my head, and I was like, it should have. Uh, I think one B will be a generational player at least. He's incredible for a rookie, and it's uh, exciting to see what the NBA could become in the next decade. Uh, what do you guys think of the NBC Sports Boston having PJ Carlissimo on the broadcast tonight? I think he did a great job. Do you think it was a quote tryout like they did last year with Drew Carter? Tough minutes for superstar Svi Mikhailu today. Drew, Svi's number one reporter, supporter, excuse me. I didn't listen to the broadcast, so you can let me know what you thought. My turn, baby. Uh, I liked it. I, I like PJ. I think he's a, a good voice to have on there. I also have a notable distaste for Scal. If it was an audition, not the worst thing ever. Uh, but I think it was more of a... So was it no Scal? No, no, Scal was there. What happened was PJ joined the broadcast for three quarters to kind of like enjoy spending time with Gorman in his last season. That's really what ah. it felt like to me. It was not a tryout. But he did give good insight. I've always liked when they, he's a part of any broadcast, so I thought it was fine. Uh, in terms of the Spurs game, did you hear Wemby say that he really feels the Celtics have improved since 2022 and he really feels the team has made noticeable sacrifices? I saw yeah. this quote going around today. Well, you were there. Uh, but pretty cool. Pretty cool that the Celtics growth has been something that's noticeable to somebody that was living in France and playing his in working towards <laughs> his own pro career. So yeah. that just kind of goes back into, yes, the Denver loss sucked. It was painful. And I hate that they didn't score any points for the last couple of minutes. But at the end of the day, this team has still grown. Despite yesterday feeling like, a, hey, look, remember when we used to do this? See, I, I disagree, though. After watching it, like, I understand the feeling, but, like, the difference between that and this was they got good shots this year. Last year, it was all ISO and, and dribble, dribble, shoot. That wasn't what happened. They just missed open shots. And so I agree with the feeling and the emotion of it, but I don't think it was the exact same thing now that we watched it back. Well, the shot's not going in. It's still something that needs to change. Like, Well, yeah, but it's not like they got bad shots. It. But when the whole when you go two of ten in the last four minutes, you have to. I'm not. I'm not saying it was a good thing, but I, I think the shot quality is a major difference and an shot important fine. one to note. Exactly. That's why I'm saying it's, it's different from last year because last year the shot quality. Easy. Exactly. The shot quality was terrible last year in the final few minutes because it was all isolation. That's not what happened this time. So that's why I say. I, a, like I said last night, I agreed with it at the time because I think the emotion and and the the offensive results were the same, but I think the execution was different, and I think that's an important distinction to make. 
Yeah. So, I mean, you're also not flipping a coin when you take a jump shot. Like, should make it. It's, it's not a complete chance thing. I know. You know what I'm saying, though. Like, sometimes it doesn't go in. <laughs> sometimes it doesn't go uh, but, in. But there is still some accountability to that. I know, but I'm just saying out. it's different because it's 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 a process thing, not a a. The process is for sure better. Exactly. Next email from RJ after the Spurs game. Just the 20th win in a row, and that's pretty good. Sorry, RJ. Even in guys, slightly undermanned Celtics just beat the Spurs by 20-ish in a game where most of the excitement was about a rookie making his debut on the parquet. Not No, not the French guy, Jordan Walsh. Uh, this was a very workmanlike, almost boring game. I think all of us were surprised about Luke getting the start and winning the tip, but most of the game seemed like the Seas were less, less cared about beating San Antonio and just more trying to keep themselves interested in the contest. Nimi got some minutes and showed how much development lies ahead for Wemby being able to defend him. O'Shea got 12 minutes without making a three. Fun fact, in two games against the Celtics in 2022, Brissett made a combined 10 three-pointers so far this season. As a Celtic, he's made 10 three-pointers. Finally, with about three minutes left, Jordan Walsh checked into the game. He did it. Uh, he did the things new guys do, get rebounds, four of them, run into teammates on plays, and wait for the ball when defense over-rotates. He did get a nice look at a three-ball with 45 seconds left, but it didn't drop. Not a bad way to take the wraps off your NBA, NBA career. I expect we'll see more games like tonight as the Celtics keep trying to improve all the way down the bench so that everyone is ready to contribute if needed come playoff time. The C's hitting the halfway mark with a 32-9 record and four, uh, a four-game edge in the loss column over the Bucks and the Sixers. I like the way the squad is trending. Be well, RJ. Yeah, Spurs game good, basically. Maybe Walsh will get some run on this road trip. Never know. <laughs> it's some tough uh, tough opponents. Houston? But... Houston, better home team than road team. Notable, <laughs> notable fact. Very true. And then Dallas, Miami. So we'll have to see. But <clears throat> last email from Ryan Hall. Congrats to you, brother. You're getting some popcorn. Uh, I would like your thoughts reply. on a couple. Hmm? Hit him with the reply after this. Just be like, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would like your thoughts on a couple of players. I just can't get a read on first players. Patrick Williams, the 2020 uh, draft fourth overall pick. Uh, this is email is called bus or no. He is inconsistent and has not turned out the way uh, turned out what they thought they were going to get out of him. Next is the Thompson brothers. Even though it's early on in their career, a man has done G league time and, and Asar, although great defensively offensive struggles, make him unplayable at times. Also, the duo of Jabari Smith and Jalen Green, two top prospects but aren't quite producing consistent wins. Do they just need more time? Lastly is Ben Matherin, 2022 six overall pick. At times, he looks great, but consistency seems to be his problem as well. Is he just young and trying to find his footing in the league? Thanks for your time. Much love, Ryan, a.k.a. UFC Dana White. Thanks for uh, Yeah, thank you. I think um, a lot of these players, it's way too early to say bust or no, especially the rookies this year, like the Thompson twins. Like Yes. I, you just can't get a read on them yet. They're both good defenders, which I always think is the more important starting space. Like you always say, you can learn to shoot. You can't really learn how to defend at a high level. Um, well, you can, but not like with this athleticism and this like instincts. So I think they'll be fine. At the very least, they can turn into a high tier, you know, not great shooter, but elite point guard who can defend and be huge for that position. Like they'll, they'll be fine. I'm not worried about the Thompson twins. I think they will be really good players. Um, Patrick Williams, you can get a read on. He's been better this year uh, since the Bulls have turned their season around. I think he'll just end up being a really solid, like Dorian Finney-Smith type guy, which is obviously not what you want when you draft a guy fourth overall. But like, or still a valuable player. So if you want to call that a bust, sure. But like, I don't know. I, I think he'll be a a fine quality. Like, I think he'll be a a fifth starter if that makes sense. Like not not he's not going to be a one two three guy, but he'll be a solid like starting level player on a good team. Uh, 
in relation to the Rockets guys, too young. Jalen Smith, or not Jalen Smith, Jabari Smith, Jabari Smith has had a much better second year than his first year. Jalen Green is 21. Mm-hmm. He's had two seasons as a pro, but he's still only 21. They're very young. Uh, mm-hmm. To put in perspective, like NFL guys don't get in the league till like 22, 24, like around mm-hmm. that range. So there's plenty of time for these guys to come into their own, learn how the league goes. If you really would like to be like, there is a problem with this, Houston is going to have to pay them sooner rather than later. Like, <laughs> Even though they're young, they still have the four-year rookie deal. And after that, it's it's up for grabs. So you have to make a decision before you might know that they're good or not, which kind of sucks. But is, is, do I think you should give up on them? No, I don't. Yeah, you had I, a really good chance to make a funny joke, and you did. You said, uh, "There's a problem here. Houston has to." You could have said, "Houston has a problem." You no, know, if I ever make that joke, please hire Hitman to shoot me. You had a chance. I mean, it was there. It was uh, there for the taking. But yeah, <laughs> I I think they're gonna be all right. Mm-hmm. They'll be fine, especially Jabari Smith. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as far as Ben Matherin, inconsistency is is absolutely the name of the game. They beat Sacramento without Halliburton pre Siakam trade. Uh, a couple days ago on the first leg of a back-to-back, and he shot 11 of 21, 2 of 6, 25 points. Last night in their loss to the Blazers with Halliburton and Siakam, he shot 0 of 8, 0 of 5. Probably not good. Probably should be a little bit more consistent. That's been the, the problem. Up. Um, yeah, he left the Celtics up, but then he's struggled against the team. So like inconsistency is absolutely the name of the game with him. Um, I also think he needs a consistent role. They started him to start the year, and that didn't work, so they brought him off the bench again. So like he's getting flip-flopped a little. I think just put him as your six man let him rock in that role for now eventually make him get that like make that move to the starting lineup but he's got to improve on defense first so it's it's a little bit awkward but i think he'll be fine as well um he's just got to find his footing a little bit uh in terms of consistency but yeah thank you he's in a good situation too like i think this pacers team is a great place for a lot of those young guys because the team as a whole is going to be growing uh halliburton Mm -hmm. still going to improve neesmith Matherin, Jarris Walker is somebody that hasn't even played for them yet. They're still going to have time to like come into their own. It's going to help having Siakam there because pressure is going to come off of those guys. Ben Matherin isn't going to be the second option on the floor a lot of the times because they just have more power now. They have better players. Mm-hmm. So you might see him become a lot more valuable, even though Siakam debut, ass. They lost. They didn't fact They lose. lost, and he was bad. <clears throat> was he? You just said he was 0 of 8. No, Ben Matherin. Oh, I thought you said Siakam debut bad. I thought, yeah, in, I thought you were talking Siakam. about. Yeah. I yeah. thought you were talking about Siakam. <clears throat> I see. Anyways, let's jump on over to the NBA section, uh, see what's been going on around the league, see who's winning, see who's losing, and see who has moved up and down the NBA standings. Let me share my screen for you guys again. Uh, here we go. Obviously, we know the Celtics lost, but the Bucks also lost. So, good. Lost. Actually, the Bucks got murdered by the Cavs. You see that? Oh, that was the last time they played. Yeah, Giannis didn't play in that game. They just got whomped. Yeah, tough. Um, speaking of the Cavs, Cavs won six in a row, brought themselves from 18 and 15 to 24 and 15, uh, making a kick or slowly, you know, trying to solidify that four seed, though the Knicks are also really hot right now with OG eight and two in their last 10, one, two in a row. Uh, Heat and Pacers have cooled off a little five and five seconds, four in their last 10, both on two and one game losing streaks, but I mean, they're only a game and a half out of the four seed, So it's too hard. It's hard to complain. And Pacers also just got Siakam and, and Halliburton and they got some, they, they get to build that chemistry up, but they've got good players. They've got a good squad. Same with the heat magic. You know what's funny. Yes. Is 
literally everybody on the standings is like six and four in their last ten, except for like four teams. Everybody else has been ass. Like in the top so, ten, yeah. Just, just so like dreary Mid- January. Like they just are slipping up. Maybe injuries <laughs> catching up to teams, but yeah, back to Orlando. Sorry, very middling. Magic three and seven in their last ten. Bulls, Hawks, like Sam said, both six and four. Hawks have won three in a row now. They're picking up the pace. Back to back buzzer beaters from DeJounte Murray as he's rumored to be ramping up that trade value. That's what I'm saying. Uh, And then you get to the buzzer beater guy. (laughs) Get to the bottom of the East, four and six for the Raptors, and then two and eight for the Nets, uh, Hornets, Wizards, and Pistons. Although two and eight in the last 10 for the Pistons is big time. That's 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 good. That's half their wins. (laughs) Exactly. Half their wins have come in the last 10. You might even say they're hot. They're back. Like this They're is the back. worst time ever to play the Pistons. <laughs> Getting out west, a lot of six and four as well. T Wolves, Thunder, Nuggets, all six and four in their last ten. Though the Timberwolves have won four games in a row, as have the Suns, picking up pace a little bit. Um, you get towards the middle of the pack. Jazz still eight and two in the last ten, though they did just lose one. Clips. Lakers are officially below five hundred for the first time. Uh, first time this season, they're no, below five hundred. I think they fell. One not good. More time. Maybe not. Not good is the point. Clippers also eight and two in the last ten, very good. Suns seven and three, they're finally finding some footing, uh, and then the rest of the West is pretty meh. The Rockets have fallen out of the top ten; they're uh, struggling a little bit. Warriors are still in the gutter, not good at all. And then Grizzlies still five and five in their last ten; they're still middling around. Um, Spurs and Blazers still stuck, though the Blazers have won two in a row, so respect them, I suppose. But yeah, Warriors are they finished? <laughs> bad they're bad yes <laughs> they're not very good <laughs> blazers licking their lips looking at that warriors pick it is kind of crazy like celtics had that pick it was top four protected the good news for all of us one i think drew holiday's been fine yeah and two from everything i've seen about this draft class is nothing spectacular it doesn't yeah. mean that there isn't going to be a guy there that pans out to be a good nba player do you want me going to make you really sad so go ahead I'm going to paint a picture for you and it's going to make you upset, but okay. Warriors stay where they are. Probably get what the eighth, ten, ninth best odds. Yep. Jump into the top four. You, you know can't. what happens? What do you mean? Oh, do the Celtics get the pick if it goes back? No, no. But if the Warriors won and it jumped into the top four, that probably means the Celtics would have gotten the pick next year. Cooper flag. Yeah. Cooper flag. <laughs> there was a pathway is all i'm saying though let me let me let me see if i There's can still a pathway. Our... they have big money they have guys sitting around what if they're like we hate porzingis bye well it's New actually it would have been just dropped it would have been top one protected in 2025 so oh no that yeah. would be, yeah. <laughs> That'd be so bad especially like if somebody leapfrogged cooper flag and then they accidentally got the number one pick yeah you'd be like no oh, uh, yeah, but anyways, uh, Blazers could have some good picks. The Warriors are in trouble. Uh, they're not very good right now. That's not good, man. When Blair you're only lost, what is Raymond, this? angry, Curry, displeased, <clears throat> Kerr, bitching about everything, the young guys dissatisfied. And yet, they're only a game and a half out of the play-in, so they're not completely washed, but they're bad right now. The Warriors is just a weird spot. Like, I don't know if they should blow it up or not. I don't know what if I'm the Warrior, if I'm Mike Dunleavy, I don't know what my my next move is mm-hmm. do you want to do an ange do you want to blow it up early and get value for these guys like i'm sure some dumbass team would give you something for clay you could trade curry i don't think you should he's the only I don't guy think they would compete but imagine the haul they could get for curry 
Yeah, you they would get, get like a an Gobert Plus package. Yeah, you get an obscene amount of stuff. Where would he even go? Where would you even trade him? Though that's the thing. Like, what team has he? Like, do you trade him to the Knicks for all their picks? Do the Thunder want him for all their picks? Like, the, what, this what is you, crazy. What, yeah. What if Denver was like, here's Jamal Murray, and whatever else we have? <laughs> would you even have to give up Jamal Murray? I would want to. You would. I wouldn't. I would keep him. Well, I'd rather keep him if you, than if you give up Jamal Murray. That takes like the burden off a lot of the other stuff you might have to give up. <clears throat> I suppose, but if I'm, if, I guess, yeah, I don't know. Uh, that'd be crazy, man. I'm if trying. Now I'm just theorizing. Curry's gonna go the Lakers. Lakers gonna get him. LeBron they don't have the assets. Gonna team up. They, they don't have, have the assets, assets, but you would go on Twitter and you'd hear it. Yeah, sure. Day. You'd see uh, other teams. Maxi, would you trade Tyrese Maxi for Steph Curry? If I'm who? Either. If I'm Philly, yeah. Philly's like, I mean, they they got to be desperate. They never win. They never get they past the second round. Philly doesn't have the picks, but Maxi is like, damn. Oh, damn if I'm player. the Warriors, I would I would be like, we'll see. Mm. Other teams. This is an obscene. Did you say Minnesota could do something? They don't have the picks or the players. Oh, they don't have the picks. You're correct. You're correct. Miami, Orlando. Would you trade Bam for Steph if you could? I don't think the Warriors would do it. Maybe. I also don't know if you're Miami if you have enough aside from Bam to like hold up. What if it was big guy spot? What if it was Hero, Hawkes, all the picks and stuff like that? Not even that's not even close. Now that I'm saying that loud, that's this. It uh-huh. well, th- there isn't anything that's close for Steph though. That's the thing. Ooh, you know what it could be? Every single Houston and Phoenix pick that the Nets own for the Nets, yeah, all of them. That might Celtics be should it. go get him. For what? <laughs> I don't care, dude. Take your pick. Really? What's the line? What would you slash wouldn't you give up for Steph Curry if he was? I would keep Tatum Brown have anybody else but then again if you're the warriors that's you want one of them that's the whole point of getting rid of steph is what's next exactly anyways let's we can we can move on from this obscene conversation i don't think there's anything else out there that would make sense for a uh (laughs) his son's trade devin booker kd orlando's (laughs) my favorite team for that though yeah they have a zillion guards a lot of them are young you could be like here's franz Spurs are just like Wemby. Come play with Steph for a couple of years. <laughs> that'd be electric, man. They trade their picks. Oh, that'd be fine. You trade Devin Vassell, whatever. Like, ah, damn. Steph for two years, three years with them. Chat, tell us your favorite Steph trade. Yeah, now I we're like just being segment. morons. Now we're just being idiots. I'm just like thinking, like around the league, the best guys. It'd probably be a big guy, like. Giannis, Jokic, Embiid, uh, but none of them have the players or the picks outside of Denver, maybe. And I don't think they'd want to ruin that regardless of whatever no, it no. is. If I'm Denver, I'm doing it. Really? It, this is the Jalen Brown KD conversation, though. Really? Yeah, true. Because you're like, oh, like KD's proven he can do it. But like in hindsight, if the Celtics traded Jalen for KD, it probably wouldn't have went well. So you wouldn't trade Jalen for Steph? I wouldn't trade Jalen for Steph. I don't think... 
I think I would do Murray for Steph, but that's very much I'm an outsider. I don't have any emotional connection to Denver, and it would be cool I to think see it's, Curry run around with Jokic. I think it's the same thing. <clears throat> but I all, I just think like Curry would be way better than Murray doing what Murray does. I understand. He's also seven years older, though. Or he however is. many years He's older. He's old. He makes more money. But they also have this weird Jamal Murray can't make a Supermax because he's definitely not going to play enough games to be All-NBA unless he plays like literally every game. Mm-hmm. He hasn't been an All-Star yet. Like, So they're going to have to sign him or hope that he agrees to like a less than that extension, which is like three years, $100 million maybe. It's significantly mm-hmm. less. He probably won't. Might test free agency, and maybe that doesn't end so well. It's very far away, but it's just something to keep your eyes on in terms of that. But... Yeah, Steph Curry probably won't be traded, so we just <laughs> probably we just had fun for ten minutes. Exactly. Anyways, let's, let's move fun. on. Uh, yeah, move on to the Pistons here. Can you explain to me Our what Pistons. this is? What is so, what's happening? Yeah. So obviously the Pistons. We just did the NBA standings. Not very good. And a Pistons fan has taken a Reddit to talk to solve the team's struggles. User Quicksilver two five two five. Maybe Adam Silver's burner suggested this i saw this i did he said we are four and 36 and on pace to become the worst team in nba history at this point think about it if the worst player on our team i would say wiseman just started punching and beating the shit out of the other team's best player let's say for a couple of seconds then what's the worst that could happen wiseman gets tossed he's the worst player on the team so it wouldn't really matter and their best player gets hurt just imagine wiseman going to going complete apeshit on Luca before his teammates and referees are able to get involved. It would be at least three whole seconds, which is a lot of time to break someone's leg or arm. If they're trying really hard, just something to think about as we approach the second half of the season, this is the kind of brainstorming that the Pistons front office could probably use as a response to this. I would say Draymond now is a Pistons trade target. I also would say, What's the worst that could happen is Wiseman would get suspended. So you'd eventually have to like go down your line and be like, okay, it's your turn to beat the shit out of someone. <laughs> and the Pacers have, have kept already signed James Johnson. It's true. Who Pacers would be the top guy in the league I would want on my team to beat the shit out of somebody because he would do a good job with his black belt. You see the Udonis Haslam podcast clip of him telling the story of when, uh, excuse me, when James Johnson uh, beat up a teammate for calling him like, for shitting it like shit talking him you should be no you should be i didn't hear about this it was something yeah it was something funny he said uh what that's do you call fucked. Him? that's your teammate you can't do that he said let me Plus find the Jordan exact Cole. clip so i'm not Tyler it's uh what was it i i forget but it was like yeah he fucked up a t te- um oh yeah you're not as bay i'm talking about the time james johnson fighting a teammate that called him a bitch man jj was whooping his ass he beat him up afterwards asked if he was good then just left kind of bizarre behavior also how stupid do you have to be to call james johnson a bitch that's my thing like yeah maybe don't call him be bitch smarter <laughs> maybe it's like you're i'm better at basketball than you yeah Pick maybe be spots. a little smarter also be more you thoughtful that, uh, with your wording the pacers waived james johnson to make room for this yakum trade then they brought him back immediately <laughs> he's the enforcer dude i'm telling you like bucks pacers fire all, yeah. I'm all in. I love that they're both in the Midwest. I love that it's a rivalry. I love that the Pacers are a legitimately competitive team and they have young players. They have like a, mm-hmm. a fire within them to try and compete against one of the Eastern Conference elite. Like I'm I'm in. I'm in. 
Try and take the ball again, Giannis. James Johnson will Detroit Pistons fan strategy against you. He will he will fight you. Unfortunately, no more games this year between those two teams, which playoffs. True. That'd be. I'm pretty sure we got five games between them, so we can't even be like sucks. Uh, We did. That would be an electric first round matchup. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Put in the call. Right. If it ended right, if the playoffs ended right now and there was no play, in, that would be the first round matchup. Well, playing, you could really fix it. Hey, hey, come on, here we go. Anyways, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know about that Pistons idea though. Maybe, maybe we don't send James Wiseman. Well, they had the other people. one like a month ago that was like, "What if we just killed our starting five? <laughs> also, don't really know if that would be the correct solution. If you were a GM, um, you would have to at least consider it once in a while. How crazy? Speaking of James Wiseman, how crazy is it that the Warriors just like sold? so hard on all these draft picks it's not that crazy because it was the covid draft like i've heard like smart people talk about this and it's like well there wasn't a ton of college basketball there wasn't the tournament so there was a lot of guessing and in like they didn't have enough information on scouting these guys i guess like halliburton you know what he went like 13th celtics thinking thinking about it that way kind of genius of uh danny Ainge to pick a four-year college guy because he knew who he was. Yeah. <laughs> would, yeah. Not good. the worst thing ever. <clears throat> Smart. Anyways, next thing we got is Ice Gate. So DeAndre Aiden got <laughs> stuck in his house uh, before a recent game because Portland got very icy and he missed the game because of ice. Now, in talking to people, shout out Celtics vlog editor Simon Pollock. He was like, Yeah, I live in the Northwest. It gets very icy. That's not a bad thing. I don't doubt that it gets icy. I don't doubt that it's dangerous to drive or even walk in your driveway. This is my take on it. So uh, that's the entirety of the situation, by the way. DeAndre Ayton missed a game because it was too icy. Let me, let me find the exact quote. Um, okay. Excuse me, a report. I put this in because I happened. knew you had thoughts on this. Yeah. So Chauncey Billups said DeAndre Ayton is ready to play, but he hasn't been able to get to the arena yet. Ayton tried for hours to combat the sheet of ice leading out of his neighborhood, and the team sent people to help out as well, but to no avail. So he's out for tonight's game versus Brooklyn because of ice. My thing is, if it wasn't danger too dangerous for the team to send people there to help him, I don't know if it was too dangerous for him. Now, the, the argument I've heard from this is, well, maybe he lives in a neighborhood and they couldn't even get into the neighborhood, and that's how icy he was. However, if the people got to his house and started helping him break up the sheets, why didn't he go back to the arena with the people that went there? Hello? Right. What 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 are we doing? This this screams like lazy Tanking. to me. It's so lame. Like I think this is the corniest shit I've seen. I I think it's I'm awesome sorry. that DeAndre Ayton as a professional basketball player got himself a snow day. That I didn't think of it that way. Like there there is truly no better feeling even as an adult than getting a snow day. Like when you wake up, up thinking you have to probably do something you don't want to do and then it's like no you don't snow. Like do you think DeAndre Ayton wants to go out there and play for the Blazers? Probably not. I think I hypothesize he's one of those NBA players that kind of hates playing basketball, and he only does uh-huh. it because he's tall. So this is probably like the best day ever. He was mm. like, "No, you don't even have to send anybody. I'll just hang out. Like I'm good." It's like, "No, it's okay, guys. Don't worry about it. I'll watch um, a movie." Yeah, ice skate though. Ice skate. Anyways, it's like order, back- he's ordering like DoorDash. Like the drivers can get to his house, but he can't supposedly get to the game. Don't Chick-fil-A. worry about it. <laughs> what is this? Seven of nine days? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I'll say this about Chick Fil A. I don't think Chick Fil A is unhealthy. If I'm going to get fast food, it's going to be Chick Fil A. There's nothing wrong um, with you getting it. Instead of seven of nine days, I'm just impressed. 
This is not trashing. What was I going to say? I apologize to Bobby Kuritsky and I need to tell him I didn't like the lemonade. It wasn't very good. It was too sour. You got to try that Panera lemonade. <laughs> Don't want to die. Uh, <laughs> let's move on. to Next NBA topic we got is Quentin Grimes. Uh, Knicks, who are reportedly interested in moving him, has some suitors, some potential teams that are interested per Ian Begley of SNY. Drawn interest, interest from several teams, including the Rockets, Hawks, Jazz, Grizzlies, and then Stephon, Stephen Bondi, or Stephen Bondi, apologies, of New York Post, were previously reported that the Mavericks were also interested. Do you like any of these teams for Grimes? What kind of trade? Like what uh, TPE, question mark, Celtics, hello. Uh, but <laughs> I like Utah. Grimes. Okay. Yeah. Utah's hot. Utah is, this is in a new position Pistons? where they, what do you say? Is Utah your new Pistons? Are the Jazz your no, new the, Pistons? No, I'm West? not like actively rooting for them. But Pistons like, West. They're, they're my hypothesis. I think they're going to be buyers at the deadline because they're okay. realizing their team isn't that bad team. So I think them adding somebody that can play defense and shoot decently is a good idea. It's not bad. He could be a good depth piece. He's not getting a ton of run in New York because they have like six guys that are Quentin Grimes now. And they can afford to get rid of him. So another team I like. I think Houston has too many guys. I, I think he doesn't really get run there. But Atlanta, maybe he could like sneak if Atlanta in there. shakes it up. Yeah, he could be an okay piece. It doesn't make sense for Memphis to go out and get him right now, unless they're really like, okay, we're gonna just stock up and then hibernate. Yeah, that uh, like I don't think it could hurt them to. I think this is a good. I saw Keith talking about this on Twitter. A good get assets tried to help them develop this season with a ton of minutes that you now have freed up and then they can help you with everybody healthy again. You know what I'm saying? So like it's you get bad. Quentin Grimes, you play him 30 minutes a night and he turns into a guy who can give you 15 on efficient shooting. Like it's a diamond in the rough. That's a huge win for you. So I, I don't hate the idea of them taking And he was mad about shots, guys. right? That's what you told me. Today. I think so. There was something earlier this season where he was like, I don't know if it was necessarily mad about shots, but he was like, I feel like when I'm on the court, if I miss, I'm going to get benched. And so I'm scared to shoot. You know, it was that context. Oh, it's Tibbs is a prick. Pretty much. Effectively, yeah. But so teams, uh, again, to, to that point, the, the whole point is just teams are interested in Grimes. Does fit into the TPE. However, if he is, you know, upset with playing time or wants more playing time, I don't think Boston is the place for it. So there's that. Anyways, next thing we got, speaking of trades, the Bucks want DeJounte Murray. Uh, and to that point, what the hell are you going to give up for DeJounte Murray? You would have to throw in Bobby Portis and Pat Connaughton just to make the money work. They literally only, only have two tradable picks and they're both seconds. Uh, the only hypothesis I saw, which was Nikias Duncan on Twitter. He said like, yes, this is low, but if anything, maybe that just means the buying price is lower than we think and if that's the case somebody should go get Shante Murray now if that's all the Hawks are asking for it's just a very weird like report from it's from Chris Haynes a bleacher report like what is like that's like of course the Bucks are interested but there's no way right like that that offer is terrible yeah I'm also interested in like winning the lottery I don't <laughs> think this is happening yes Chris Haynes is Dame's guy I don't really know what Dame and the Bucks have to gain by him pushing this out, so maybe it is true. Mm. But he is Dame's guy. And I don't know if DeJounte Murray really helps them because he's essentially going to go play the same role with the Bucks that he's playing with Atlanta, and it's not going that well. He's fine. He's a lengthy guy, but he's skinny. He's not going to really be able to defend if he gets switched. He wasn't great in the Celtics series last year. 
Like, I don't know. He doesn't like move the needle for me. I think he's going to be, I think he's a good player and I think he can go somewhere by himself and be good. But I don't think like joining the box is a good situation for him. I don't disagree, but I do think there is value for the Bucks in the sense that he would be by far their best perimeter defender, which would be huge for them. Like he, he would just turn into a point of attack defender and a catch and shoot three guy, which may not be where he shines the best, but I do think it's a role he's capable of playing. And I think, I think there's a difference between him having to be the second, like the second best guy in that role on the Hawks, than a what third, fourth option in that role on the Bucks. So I, I do think, I, I do think it could work to some degree. Um, to another Bucks point, definitely better. Yeah, this is not a secret, but this it's not a secret to the general public. But this indicates that the Bucks don't think they're very good. Like the public is telling everyone that the Bucks is not they're, they're not good. Their defense isn't good. Mm-hmm. This confirms that the Bucks think that they need to do some extra work to compete. So if you're a Celtics fan, seeing this kind of thing should make you feel a little okay. They don't feel like they're on the same level as the Celtics is what I'm reading from this. We need to go out and get another guy that's an all-star level player. You don't hear the Celtics doing that. You didn't hear the Celtics doing that last year. It wasn't mm-hmm. a thing. Even when they traded for Derek White, they weren't doing that. At the time, Derek White was a good guard. He was 25-ish. And yeah, he could probably help and play defense and shoot threes. But now he's in the all-star conversation. Mm -hmm. I don't... I mean, how often do you hear about a real, true contender making a trade for an all-star midseason? It doesn't happen. Dallas got Kyrie last year. They were ass. Phoenix got KD. That's probably the best example. And they went all in. Phoenix coming off a 60-win season where they got whomped in the second round, maybe decided they needed to change something, and and they wanted to go all in. But besides that, there aren't – and that didn't work. So there aren't a ton of examples of teams adding an all-star midseason and being like, that was what we were missing, championship. Bucks might not – they might be in trouble. That's all. Yeah. No. I can – I can – I understand what you're saying. It, My it feels mind like is they... bouncing around to all these different. <laughs> I tracked it. I tracked it. Uh, last NBA thing we got is Zach Levine reportedly not going to go to the Lakers. I thought you'd enjoy this, so I threw it on here. According to Dave McMenamin, ESPN, he said, "I told that's I'm told that's not happening." Laker fans, if you're thinking about the UCLA Bruin coming back to Los Angeles to help this team, don't count on it. You're looking at the Lakers surveying the market for point guard help, and one guy you can look at is Tyus Jones, and another guy is Colin Sexton. So it sounds like Levine is not going to head to L.A., according to that, uh, though the Bulls still do want to trade him, according to reports. So so what I'm taking from this is Danny Ainge is in the market to give the Lakers another free fucking guy. This is two years in a row. <laughs> what I'm taking from it is Danny Ainge knows the Lakers are going to suck in 2029. He's like, give me the pick, please. <laughs> He's like, I want that selection. Poor more. Give. Me. I'm I'm curious if Levine even gets moved. I think he will. Where? But, I don't know. Somewhere. Sacramento that. is just looking like it then, because everybody Sacramento, else is slowly dropping out. I think the Pacers could still be a destination. Yeah, Buddy Field. Um, I think the Knicks. I don't know if they'd want to do it, but they could technically. Doesn't make a ton of sense, but I think the Nets would low-key be an okay spot for him. You see the Spencer Dinwiddie thing, too, briefly? No, what's this? Apparently, he's like, hold up, let me, let me find it exactly. I want to get the wording right, because I don't want to just be 
spewing random shit okay. um, on here. But, but to your Nets point, Levine going there, while I don't think Levine is like a change your team guy, I do think the Nets have a reason to try and be good because they don't have their <laughs> own picks. So I would want to certainly try and do anything I can to try and compete because you don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The uh, the Dinwiddie thing is um, people within the league believe Spencer Dinwiddie's on a strike and showing minimal effort on the basketball court for the Nets. <laughs> it's just, I, <laughs> I just don't know. It's from Nets daily. He's not good enough to strike. Yeah. It's, he should be happy he's on a team. Not really. He's, he's, abo- he's above that level. But he's like, shooting he is not 30, good enough to strike. He's shooting 39% from the field, 32-5% from three. So not what great so make? far. Uh, good question. Spencer Dinwiddie is making twenty point three million this year, but it's the f- last year of his contract, so he's expired. Who trades for him? <clears throat> a Philly guy? Nobody guy right now. He stinks. He stinks. But like some team could be like Philly could be a team that's like especially if you know what he's striking. <clears throat> that could be the Lakers guy. <laughs> could be the Lakers guy. That could end up being what it is. Here's D'Lo back. Kind of he bad. was fun for that one year. You guys had him and beat Philly I've seen, in the playoff opener. I saw a concept of a trade that was getting thrown around that was D'Lo, Jalen Hood, Shifano, and like some other pieces to the Hawks for DeJounte Murray. But then the Hawks don't want DeJo- uh, D'Angelo Russell, so he'd go to the Nets or some other team. And then stuff, something like that. So the Lakers would get DeJounte, which I know you wouldn't like. But <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. There was that. Anyways. But Levine is quote unquote hurt. He's yeah, he is hurt. A couple weeks. Wink, wink. Probably gonna get traded. <laughs> Even though he did tweak it in the Raptors game, but whatever. Anyways, let's do the rat list. Would you like to they start put him out here? there? They're like, go ahead and roll your ankle. Do it. <laughs> Kick off the rat list, buddy. Let's see what we got. Uh, rat list. Blistering cold weather today. It was fucking fourteen degrees per the thermostat, and the feels like was in the negatives. So, what does that mean for me? Well. It means that I can't run outside, so I have to run on the treadmill. I hate the treadmill. I despise the treadmill. It's so boring. If you're, like, half injured, all you have to do is sit there and think about, does my knee hurt? Does my knee hurt? Does my knee hurt? How do you get through the treadmill, you might ask? Well, what I do is I watch as others get off the treadmill. And it gives me that little, like, fuck you, get fucked. I outlasted you on the treadmill. So that's how I got through my morning today. But it's not fun. It's nowhere near as fun running outside or or then running outside where you can just go out there, look around, see what's up, see if anybody you know drives past you, and then you're home. No. (laughs) There you go. Um, Ratlist parking, or not parking, but traffic, I mean. I always said parking because I was looking for parking a second ago. Uh, I was on my way home last night driving home. And the way this highway works is there's two lanes. I'm, I'm marking it with my hands for audio listeners. This is 24. It, it, uh, I'm terrible with road names. Okay. I could not tell you. Sorry. Um, my exit is what I'm saying. It's a four lane highway. But at one point, um, two lanes split off into one way and then four continue in another way. So like you can go in the far left two lanes. There were a bunch of guy, uh, cars that had to get off this exit. However, in the second to left lane, which is going to be the right lane soon when the exit gets off three trucks already bad out on trucks what's worse is the car in the far left lane going the same speed as the fucking trucks stop making a wall it created you, unnecessary traffic 
if you are driving next to a truck, you have a responsibility to not to drive go around the same it. speed as the you truck. You have to go around it. You that That is your lone responsibility. Yes, you have to go around it. There is no other uh, accept, acceptable way to handle that. Horrendous. Ratless the car. Uh, I'll do a little bonus one. Ratless the cops. Uh, so I left my house yesterday. Mad cops in my neighborhood. Don't know why. They must have been looking for somebody. But like, there's there's nothing like quite as annoying as like literally pulling out of your driveway and then looking in your rear view and oh, there's a cop and he was just like behind me for like. I don't know, first yep. mile of my drive. So yep. I don't even want to be on my phone, like setting up my aux because I don't want to get pulled over. Yep. But he fucked off after a while. But they were out and about. Nice. And when I got home from where I was going, somebody got got. I watched him chase down block somebody. It was brutal. Wait, what do you mean? <laughs> like, like, you he didn't like tackle him? I, no, like he didn't tackle somebody. <laughs> but like in the car, he was tailing somebody uh... aggressively without his lights on. And then they turned onto their street, and he got him. It was brutal. Wonder God what, what he he must have been looking for somebody because that's definitely what happened. He found who he was looking for. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, tough. <clears throat> Gotta evade better. Uh, is that your last one? I have a couple. No, no, I, I, can got, I got two okay. more. Okay. Um, Ratlist, uh, Union Villa. So it's a very good. It's a nice restaurant in our town. It's like a bar. Oh, no. It's like pizza, whatever. They so there are four of us, as you do, right? I don't know about you. Usually, you go out like it does. Like you can go out with however many people. Their serving of mozzarella sticks was seven. Hmm. What the fuck are we doing? Six, sure. Eight, sure. Seven? It's an appetizer. Maybe I'm crazy. You have to make no. It you're like not crazy. A number. I've never thought of this. Split. Seven is psychotic. That's fucked. Like I went around. Right there was one left, and I was like, "Hey, were there six or eight? Uh, and everyone was like, because I wasn't like, I had one already. I don't want to eat another one. If it's, you know, a certain amount, you got to be respectful. And um, my friend Danny was like, oh, I had two. My friend uh, Petey was like, oh, I had also had two. Because uh, I think we all assumed there were eight. Henry goes, I had one. I was like, I had one. And we were like, were there six? And I, we were like, there were seven. It was just like, what the, what the fuck are we doing? It is a bizarre seven count is, to give out. Seven is crazy. You could just be like, hey, like, let's all have two. I mean, I think when we went to Vegas, there was, yeah. I don't remember how many there were, but we all split whatever we got. That's how it works. Especially yeah. with appetizers. That's like the whole point of an appetizer is like you kind of like split it. Everyone's like, oh, I'll have one. Yeah. Like I want to yeah. have mozzarella sticks, but I don't want it to be my meal. I'll have one. Yes. Uh, but when there's an odd number, it makes an awkward situation. So what happened? Who conceded? Henry and I split it. Tough. I, I just ripped it in half. Yeah. It's just like a very weird, like, serving size i thought the ratless that's just fucked up if you ask me mm. so yeah uh ratless burnt cookies so mm. on friday no no yesterday was friday thursday i went and i i spent some time with with the lady and we had planned to make cookies i like making cookies it's fun uh i got to go to the store and like pick out what i wanted to put in the cookies so it was a very exciting experience we made cookies with oreo chunks cookies with peppermint chips and cookies with coconut and chocolate doesn't miss except for when you burn them that's the tough part um so anyways we do all the mixing it's a long process made them from scratch they still came out okay but the bottoms were damn hockey pucks it was brutal we must have put the oven on too hot and 
there is nothing more heartbreaking than opening the oven to see that you've burned the cookies after spending probably 45 minutes to an hour preparing the cookies. That's tough. It was tough. Yeah. We had to, we cut off all the bottoms. Not yeah, bad cookies that's, still. That's just, it's also brutal, kind uh, of rat list making like multiple flavors of the cookie because then you gotta, you gotta have one of each. <laughs> you gotta try all of them. Tough. The burnt is, is brutal, man. You can't overcook them. You got to watch out. You got to be careful. Um, Ratless the tea. So I've got a couple things for this. One, the green line is just down, which is like, what the fuck are we doing? Can, can we be better? Can we just, can we not shut down? Here, here's the thought. Can we not shut down an entire line of our train, you know, system for two weeks separately in January? Yeah. Just, just a thought. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy, but I think that seems a bit unreasonable. I'm walking out of the, the building with Steve Hewitt. Uh, who writes the Herald? And I'm like, oh, where are you heading? He goes, I got an Uber because the green line doesn't fucking work. Like, what, like, what wait, are you wait, doing? wait, 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 wait. What do you this mean fucked. the green line doesn't work? No, I knew it didn't work. It's just like, wow. and I will, the reason I'm putting it on here because I could have taken it to, today to where I'm going after this, but now I have to drive in and park and find parking. And just, what the fuck? It just work. Maybe just have your public uh, transport system work. What have you Transit Ubered? system work. Fucked. Uh, I don't want to Uber. That's a lot of money. Um, also, Ratless, though, another reason for the tea. Coming home last night on the red line, <clears throat> pulling up to North Quincy Station. Get there. Door doesn't open. Right? Get there. Sitting there. Door doesn't open. 20 minutes we were at the station. Stuck. You want to know why, Sam? They overshot this fucking station. That is your only job. That is literally <laughs> your only job is to stop the train at the correct spot. It and is, you it overshot is. I didn't even the know they had people do this, to be honest. I didn't, e I didn't even know you could overshoot the station. I, I, literally, your one singular job, your one purpose is to start the train and stop the train at the correct times. They overshot it by like 10, 20 feet. And we had to wait there 20 minutes so they could get permission to go backwards 10 or 20 feet open the doors and then leave again 10 minutes later wait why can't you just reverse for like two seconds like isn't it more because, dangerous just to sit there and block off the railway well you have to make sure oh i overshot like i i don't know I mean, calling people oh don't send the train yet stop everything but i fucked it up i don't know why i think i agree it would have been easier to just go backwards maybe you have to get permission to go backwards on the track maybe some setting has to be pressed maybe it is literally your only fucking job to stop the train at the correct time. That is the most obscene miscalculation, obscene mess up I've ever seen. And the fact that we were stuck at the tra tra station, 20 minutes waiting for you to reverse, and then 10 minutes waiting for you to go forward again is absurd. Ridiculous. That is ass. I would be furious. Tra it's literally your only job. That's like me saying, oh, sorry, I, I, you know, I couldn't write in English today. What do you mean you couldn't? Like, what the fuck are we doing? Uh, so whack. Uh, is that it for you? That's all I got. Okay. Uh, Ratless restaurants that have entertainment. So, yesterday was Frank's birthday. And as a good friend, shout out Frank. I conceded. Happy and birthday. And I said Frank. I would watch the second half of the Celtics game, not at my house. Yeah. I texted Jack about this, kind of. And I told Jack, typically I watch games in silence. I sit there, I don't really speak, and I just take it in. I arrive at the restaurant. They only had the Celtics game on one of the big TVs. But I positioned myself so I could watch it. Sound was on. Gorman is talking. Then all of a sudden, the sound's gone. Catastrophe. 
I see this woman grab a microphone. <laughs> Top 10 things I don't want to see when I'm watching the Celtics. Somebody <laughs> grab a microphone. Number mm-hmm. one. And number two, Celtics lose is number one. Uh, it is time for music bingo. <laughs> what? You turned Fine. off the Celtics. The Cel- Well, at least the game was still on, but you turned off the sound of the Celtics playing the other best team in the NBA so you could have music bingo. And then she's like talking the whole time and they're playing these different songs. And then the Celtics lose. And somebody comes over to the table and is like, do you guys want to play? I almost committed a murder. <laughs> After watching the Celtics go scoreless for like four minutes, somebody asked me if I want to play music bingo. Well, like, no. Did you I want to go put my head oh. in the microwave. I don't want to play music bingo. Why didn't you play? It would have been fun. No, it's stupid. You should <laughs> if you own a restaurant, you should literally never have entertainment in your restaurant. I love Nobody, trivia, man. No, Big fan. Trivia is fine. Music okay. bingo is not. Trivia, trivia is fine. Uh, nobody wants to go into a restaurant and hear music, like like a live music thing playing. Sam? I don't want to hear a, a DJ at a restaurant. Like, just have like whatever radio play. <clears throat> I will say, I I personally agree. I don't love like listening to loud shit while I'm eating. But they, like, I would argue that there's a very big section of the population that does in fact enjoy <laughs> listening to live music at restaurants. <laughs> yes, but like not at a sports bar. <laughs> Sure. Okay. Sports bar is a bit like, yeah, crazy. like, sure. You could be like, I was going to hey, say, look. like, saying nobody likes that. So well, like, I don't know. You're in a very small space. Like, I don't exactly want somebody fucking performing. I understand. No, I, 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 I like, I, I said, I personally one time I went to you, a but... pizza place and they had this guy just in the corner. Like, that's not fun for them either. Hey, man. He nobody wins. Big... He needs his big break. Come on. <laughs> That's yeah, the that problem. Person, like he, that, he Sam, maybe that was that. Ed Sheeran. Was that, are you sure it wasn't Ed Sheeran pouring <laughs> in the pizza wasn't. parlor? <laughs> I don't know. But <laughs> just nothing more catastrophic than when I heard it's time for music bingo. I was like, what happened to the sound? I was like, I was worried there wouldn't be sound, but then there was. I was so excited. And then like, oh, it's music bingo time. Like people are excited. It's tough. Tough look. Well, that's probably their like, what was it Friday? They probably do that every Friday or some shit. Not, not I'm saying like terrible, correct, but you know what I'm saying like it's probably their thing. They are, they are music bingo. Well, now you know that you don't go back there. Yeah. You don't go back for don't music back. bingo. Uh, not a real rat lesson. We can wrap up the show here, but I'm making the thumbnail for the the thing. And Joe Mazzulla's headshot is very big next to Perk, and so enjoy that thumbnail on there. Little Nobody boy Perk. Yeah. Well, no, Perks is also huge. It's just the best oh. pictures I found for it are giant. Anyways, thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate it very much. Make sure to subscribe to How About Them Celtics. Uh, leave us a review on Apple. I saw a couple new ones. We appreciate it very much. I'm not mad today because we got new ones, but leave us a review anyways. Follow us on Spotify. Leave five stars. All that good stuff. And I'll let Sam wrap it up. Yes, thank you very much for listening or watching. If you're watching, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Like Jack said, we're coming at you every single day with pods, game recaps, film breakdowns, rumor breakdowns, and talking seas with Bobby Kravitsky. You don't want to miss any of it, so hit the notification bell. We're also live a half hour before every single game here. So come hang out in the chat. It's a lot of fun. We have a lot of regulars, and it's it's a good time. Uh, you can find us on Spotify and Apple, too. If you follow us there, you'll get the game recaps and pods right to your inbox. Audio only. Leave us a nice five-star view. Say something nice. 
You can also reach out to us via email. You saw it today. We go through the emails on each podcast. So if you want to be a part of that, the email is hbtcpod at gmail.com. We always check and we always appreciate anybody's input. We have a lot of fun. If you want the socials, at How About Them Seas, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. The Facebook is just the part of the, the name of the show. Not the part of the show. It's the name. It's the name. You can find our pregame streams there as well as on Twitter. Jack's Twitter is at Jack's NBA. Mine is at Sam LaFrance and it's it for us. Bye.